All right, so in the uh, net rankings, after Kansas State beat KU last night, uh, Kansas State did not move into quad one territory. wonder if they'll make a DVD about it. <laughs> so Nebraska still have three quad one wins, and Nebraska's net ranking didn't move. Uh, but Bracket Matrix, the latest update, uh, Creighton is in all of the brackets, 88 of them. They are the second number four seed. Nebraska has fallen... They are still in all 88 brackets. Nebraska is the first number 10 seed. Oh. Doesn't uh, tomorrow night in Evanston feel like a NCAA 8-9 game? Uh, yes, very much. But doesn't it also feel like a game that, for obvious reasons, being the first uh, potential road win for Nebraska um, in Big Ten play on the road, that is, that this could pretty much solidify Nebraska? Like, no worries. If if you win that game tomorrow night, that you would then own the, well, you'd have a 2-0 record against Northwestern, which would be a quad one again. But also, you could even have a slip-up or two, but you'd be pretty much safe. I don't know. Just It, it feels like that's where Nebraska is, where they're just, they're, they're right there on the doorstep. Of getting that one win. And I uh, tomorrow night, because I mean, think about the, the lack of quad one opportunities that you have after this. That if you can knock another one down, that it's going to be extremely hard to keep Nebraska out of it. Where you, you know, if you think of the last time Nebraska so you was don't in. don't think they're in. I think they're, I think they're, in. I think they're, in. so here's my, I've said this, they're after Wisconsin, they're in. You just can't play yourself out. Right. So it's essentially, Looking at the schedule the rest of the way, be nice to win at a place like Michigan, mm-hmm. um, even IU. Do not suffer any quad three losses. Right. I think if you win tomorrow night, though, so you're not you don't have them you don't have them in you I, you think they're shaky. I no I've got them in okay. I've got them in as long as kind of what you said as far okay. as far as holding serve. But if you were to win tomorrow night, then because you know how crazy this thing gets in February. I mean college basketball in general where. You could suffer a loss to Michigan, uh, you know, to, to, to Penn State. You you could have one of those moments where a win tomorrow night, I think, would allow that to not be a major issue. If you lose tomorrow night and then say you do have a slip up or two against a quad three, then again, you're kind of looking at, OK, is there work that needs to be done in the Big Ten tournament? I think a win tomorrow night, you don't really have to worry that much about it, which would be you know a lot different than when you think of 2014, where what was so important about that no-sit Sunday was that win put Nebraska in safely, and you didn't even have to worry about what they were doing in the Big Ten tournament. They were in, but that was on the last day of the regular season as opposed to you know, early February where I feel like that would go a very long way, even with a couple of hiccups along the way between now and the end of the regular season. Uh, the other thing to watch here, uh, not only avoid any landmines, is where is Nebraska going to end up in the Big Ten tournament? So... Minnesota, who has a huge game tonight at the barn against Michigan State, uh, Minnesota quietly is tied with Nebraska for sixth in the Big Ten. Minnesota is 5-5. Five and five. Now, mm. they don't have any quad one wins. We're not talking about Minnesota's making a run to the NCAA tournament. Now, they could just go crazy here at the end of the year because remember, Minnesota and Nebraska do play. Yep. Uh, but where is Nebraska going to end up in the Big Ten tournament? Because ahead of them, Purdue has a game-and-a-half lead over Illinois and Wisconsin. Then they have a three-and-a-half game lead over Northwestern and Michigan State. Nebraska is four back. So essentially tomorrow night, which I think is an eight-versus-nine NCAA game, 
you'd love a double buy, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of projections. Like on Ken Palm, they have Nebraska right now on the 6th of February, which we're still, what, five weeks away? As a yep. six seed. So if you're a six seed in Minneapolis, you would play the winner of the 11-14 game, which right now would probably be like Penn State-Michigan. Yeah. And then you would play the number three seed in the next round. Yeah, because you got, let's see, like as it is right now, you got Iowa. Yeah, Iowa and Penn State are kind of sitting in that 11 spot right now. So that would be, so essentially you're going to play whoever beats Michigan in that one. Whoa. Don't count out Michigan. and Jawan Howard. <laughs> do you not realize that three years ago, Michigan was in the Elite Eight? I do. That's what makes it so sad at and Michigan. And 31 years ago, and, they were in the and, and there, and there was a time that Patrick Ewing took, took Georgetown on a heater at the just, Big East Tournament as well. just dissed I did. Jawan Howard. That's my bet. Um, you know what, though? If, if that's where it falls for Nebraska, if they, if they are a sixth seed in the Big Ten Tournament, mission accomplished. Like, I, I know it, now it sounds so remedial talking about this team at the beginning of the year of just avoid Wednesday. And it looks like that's obviously where Nebraska is going to put itself in in avoiding Wednesday. But if you are that close to avoiding Wednesday and Thursday, even if you're not quite there, what do we we say about this team? Maybe thinking the Big Ten could have a little bit more depth as it has historically. But if you can just put yourself in the top 10 of the Big Ten conference – whether that be at a nine seed, an eight seed, a seven seed, or wherever, that was going to be a win. Yeah. All right, so ahead. So tomorrow night is the highest team left on Nebraska's schedule in terms of the net. Ohio State, which I think play, I think they play Illinois tonight. Um, by the way, in Columbus, when the Columbus dispatch starts writing about your buyout, uh, <laughs> you're, you're done. You're, you're done. Chris Holtman is a dead man walking. Uh, Northwestern is 59. Ohio State, that game's in Columbus on February 29th, is 67. So if you win tomorrow night, there's another quad one win. Yep. And then you you hope that Kansas State doesn't screw over Nebraska, which where have you heard of that before? <laughs> oh, you still got to worry about those guys. But it just feels like an eight. It feels like an eight versus nine. Yeah, you're right. Game in the NCAA tournament tomorrow night in Evanston, where Northwestern has been really good at home. Mm-hmm. Northwestern is 11 and 1 at home. Would you like to guess their lone loss at home? To It's going to be a good one. Oh, see they've lost. Oh, us. it's a really good one. Did they lose to Michigan? No. They lost to Chicago State at home. Oh my god. Oh, City that's Champions. right. I remember that. Yeah. That was the same night uh yeah. Nebraska Who the heck was Nebraska playing that night? Uh, not Chicago State or Northwestern. Right. I, I remember that because that was the other big Chicago story State's in Chicago's Big Ten team. I want to say Nebraska won that night. And then the other big story in the Big Ten was that Northwestern got beat by Chicago State. And that's what made me think of the Chicago State losing to Nebraska baseball by like 50 something to three. Same school. Which is still wild. That was the first game of the doubleheader that day. Yep. Um, <laughs> so it just shows you how important tomorrow night's game is. Really, for both teams. You know, Nebraska's 52, mm-hmm. Northwestern's 59. They're both in the same neighborhood. They're trying to get, you know, eke in and get a double bye. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Michigan State is the most complexing team around. They're going to Izzo themselves, but you're going to be like, who have they 
beaten. Which, by the way, Nebraska, you know, here here in this historical season, uh, Nebraska on their resume, if you're just looking at the standings in the Big Ten Conference, Nebraska has beaten Purdue. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Northwestern. They beat Michigan State. Nebraska is good against teams above them. Mm-hmm. Nebraska hasn't been so good against teams below them. That's been the problem. They need to they need to rectify mm-hmm. that. The Marylands, the Indianas, the Rutgers of the world, the Iowas of the world. But I don't know that we we might go all hype tomorrow night on tomorrow night's game. The importance of that game. Yeah, I don't do think it. you can poo poo it. I'm no, I'm I think it's myself huge. into a that's a rather important game for uh, Nebraska. I don't. I don't look at it in the scope that I looked at last week's home game against Wisconsin. But okay, now what has happened since? You got a win against Wisconsin. You had a loss, but albeit a a good look for the most part for Nebraska on the road against Illinois. What tomorrow can mean, other than the fact that it is the last quad one opportunity for Nebraska right now. It. it I. I just think it allows you to breathe a little bit. Well, first of all, you're you're getting that first road win, which. You know, I can only imagine what that might do to the psyche of this team, but what it also allows for insurance, because as much as I I like this team this year and uh, between Fred and and the attention that he has from the guys, I I think this this is, is, again, use the word connected as much as they've been since Fred's been there. I still don't trust this team to not stub their toe somewhere. And so what you can do if that were to happen in building up some type, again, a, a, a safety net by winning tomorrow night. So that type of thing wouldn't hurt you and make you really sweat things out on Selection Sunday. Because that is, I, I know um, our, our buddy Joel Schaefer had brought up the Penn State game at home. He said that one kind of worries him. Yeah, it, it, those are you know those eleven a.m. games kind of kind of different sometimes. Sleepy one. Yeah, oh, can, I think I think, no, I, I think that's real. I mean, Penn State yeah. just beat Rutgers by what fifteen the other day in New Jersey. And then I'm you know looking at some of the other. I mean, yeah. Minnesota will play desperation. Here's what yep. it's going to be. It's the same thing Creighton's going to endure, especially this week. They go to Providence. They go to Cincinnati to take on uh, Xavier. Is you're playing teams that are desperate. Like Nebraska's mm-hmm. in a spot where a win over Nebraska looks pretty good on your resume. Yeah. So it does, I mean yeah. Creighton's the same way where you're gonna have to 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 withstand that. Tomorrow night is one of those. Penn State is, you know, they're a hundred in the net right now. Indiana, who knows what's gonna happen there. Right. Minnesota is intriguing. Give credit to Ben Johnson. I mean, Nico Medved, Craig Smith, Tim Miles, you know, whoever was lining up in Minneapolis, <laughs> they were looking at, you know, home prices. All of a sudden Ben Johnson is like, eh. Yeah, look where we're at. Um, Ohio State, you never know what the climate's going to be. Then you get Rutgers that comes into Pinnacle Bank Arena, and you would think, okay, final home game. Revenge. And then you got to go to Michigan. You don't know what's going to be at Michigan. I mean, that right. could be Jawan Howard. They have Senior Day, and they honor Jawan Howard as well. <laughs> so when I've said, and by the way, clear, because Colin, Colin asked here, I said quad three. I'm talking about bad losses where all of a sudden that team just drops out yes. and they become a really, really bad loss. Right. Uh, which Nebraska hasn't essentially had one of those because they're 10 and 0 against 3 and 4. <laughs> just well, I think you're well, you got to I'm just trying to imagine a coach walking on senior day. I mean, you're an alum. <laughs> you're like, you're not coming back next year. <laughs> Juwan has big plans for the future, including a Juwan, job in Juwan TV. escorted by his, I, I, you know, I'd. 
Uh, by his friend, Chris Weber. Yeah, yeah, he's escorted by the rest of the Fab Five. So I was pulling numbers. uh, One more thing here on Nebraska. That was good. I just don't. How can you mess up Michigan basketball? I don't know. Yeah, you can have like an especially you can have like an off year where maybe you're ten and ten in the Big Ten, Mm -hmm. but they're two and nine. They are two and nine. You and they're like the worst second half team in America. Like they're just absolutely awful. Like first half, they're they're that that's the like the more the more painful thing if you're a Michigan fan too. Like their first halves, like they're either leading or they're right there, and then they just get blitzed in the second half. Think about this. Okay, so we're we're we won't be very far from silly season. You know, did Calipari at Kentucky stay too long? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, this could be yeah. Some interesting Buckle names. up. This could be a really interesting offseason because in the Big Ten specifically, Michigan and Ohio State could have openings. Yep. I think it's probably likely that they do. Unless something... Ohio State... I mean... There's still some time. But does anybody believe that Michigan's going to all of a sudden go on a run and you're going to be able to save John Howard's job? It'd be in their best interest if they don't. No. Hey, remember, McDaniel doesn't play in that game Saturday in Lincoln against Michigan because he's doing his suspension on the road. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Okay, so I was uh, I got into a conversation with a basketball head yesterday, and we were doing um, some splits on Tominaga. You know which is a, another oddity of Nebraska this year that is now a two-year trend? Hmm. For the second straight year, Nebraska basketball is going to have a player – Lead them in scoring, rebounding, and assists. Rink mass. Well, last year was Derek Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're a big man. That's right. And Rink Mast is in line to lead Nebraska in all three of those categories. Got to and point probably there. be. I mean, I think the first team All Big Ten is already full. Uh, possibility of being second or third team All Big Ten. Yeah, I would say it's fair, at least third down. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what kind of run Tominaga gets, but just like Derek Walker, I mean, if you are if 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 Nebraska is a at least a bye team in Minneapolis and they're an NCAA team, Rink Mass is probably second team all Big Ten when you lead in scoring, rebounding, mm-hmm. and assists. And a couple of those categories aren't super close. That's just I I, I was going through some Tominaga stuff yesterday and I was like, wow, this is happening for the second straight year. Yeah. I mean, it, it shows you. It, it It's amazing. And, and maybe it's it's amazing, but also a little bit of an indictment. Now, last year, Nebraska had a closer to a true point guard in, in Sam. Yeah, I'm grateful. Is that your big man, again, It's it can either be a celebrated or it's like, mm, Fred, is your big man is going to lead you in assists again. Not that they're leading the league or anything, but still, that's a category which yeah. your post player mm-hmm. is a guy that's, uh, you know, scoring and rebounding and kicking it. Yeah. All right, that's just there's the nerd in me from yesterday. No, it's it's it. it I released underst- Tominaga's uh, splits that I was looking up a little bit later. It it underscores the um, wild right now. The lack of point guard though too, and how many times have we seen you know Bryce Williams bring the ball up? Times even seen Rink Mass bring the ball. Well, up. see, I might go with a different of it's kudos to a big man that you know isn't you know Derek Walker wasn't your picking picking pop guy right, all the time, right, but a guy right. that I mean. Look at how much Tominaga benefited last year from Derek Walker. Yeah, and see, it makes more sense so, to me with Derek so, Walker's game. So, Mast, Derek Walker was a better passer in finding a guy like Tominaga. Mm-hmm. Mast is getting better. They run a, like some ghost screens for 
for Mass to find Tominaga. He's getting better. Um, I don't know, just, a, just an oddity. It's it's the basketball nerd in me that was I, doing numbers yesterday. I think it does make more sense, though, with Derek Walker. Because, I mean, there, there are times when you see Rink Mass and Casey Tominaga occupying the same space, too, beyond the perimeter, as much as Derek Walker played in the block and in the paint. That Rink Mass is maybe, if even half the time, I, I don't even know if no. even half the time there. It's just, it's a, to me, that also reeks of lack of true point guard this year compared to last year. All right, Super Bowl is coming up on uh, Sunday. Chiefs had a padded practice yesterday, and the Niners complained about their field. Why aren't the Chiefs favored like by 40? <laughs> All signs point uh, to it. There is another great stat out there that uh, goes against the team that has the better record coming into the game. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, plus, uh, we'll get back to the Rex Burkhead's uh, thing. People are sharing Rex Burkhead's stories, so we'll share those with all of you. It's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley at 1620 The Zone.